Greetings, Scotty Reed here with a Black Talk Radio News report and commentary on this particular uh, report and commentary. I want to focus on this recent report by CNN. You know, I have been paying attention to some of the mainstream news coverage concerning what's been going on uh, with Trump's white supremacist policies of rounding up non-white people and throwing them into concentration camps, private prison uh, facilities and what have you. Again, I, I saw this coming a long time ago because a lot of people don't realize that the private prisons have been uh, very much involved in writing legislation and what have you. Also, they could profit off of human bodies, which they look at as commodities, which is why I call it slavery. And of course, the 13th Amendment of the United States Constitution never abolished slavery, but I digress. Let's go to this CNN article. It was published on Sunday. How bad is it in the countries these families are fleeing? This is bad. Now, I do have some criticisms about this article. It seems to try to make it all about poverty and gangs as if, you know, it's a problem that was only created or is a problem only local to these nations that they are going to highlight. It's also called a snapshot. Um, but again, I've yet to see any of these reports go in depth about the causes of such instability in these countries south of the United States border. But let's go ahead and take a look at some of the things that she had to say. Uh, the person who wrote the article was Holly Yan. So let me give her her credit for writing this, but uh, CNN published this on Sunday. We've been, bombarded by, we've been bombarded by arguments about whether parents and children crossing the U.S.-Mexican border without documentation should be separated, but we seldom hear how dire life is in these migrant homelands. A snapshot of the countries they're fleeing shows the nightmares they're trying to escape. So they're just going to give you a snapshot. They're not going to go in depth, but I plan to go more in depth. Uh, because it's just really leaving out the U.S. role, U.S. government's role in creating all this instability. So it talks about Honduras' gross national income per capita is just $2,150 per year. Population living in poverty, 60.9%. It goes on to talk about a mother and son from Honduras are found in the dark near the U.S.-Mexico border in McAllen, Texas. The asylum seekers had rafted across the Rio Grande from Mexico and got lost in the woods. Life in Honduras. As the second poorest country in Central America, Honduras suffers from extraordinary unequal distribution of income and rampant underemployment, the CIA World Factbook says. Now, does that sound familiar to you? Uh extraordinary unequal distribution of income or wealth sounds a lot like the United States with its shrinking so-called middle class and an increase in poverty, which the UN just came out with a report. And of course, the Trump administration uh, condemned the UN report on poverty in the United States. It all goes on to say widespread gang violence fuels instability and suffering. Criminals have extorted Hondurans into paying an arbitrary war tax for their survival, and those who can't pay often are killed. So let's move to El Salvador. 
Salvador, uh, it says their uh, gross national income per capita, $3,920 per year. 38.2% of the population is living in poverty. One thing I must point out, though, their cost of living isn't as high either, but still poverty is poverty. Life in El Salvador. El Salvador is beset by one of the world's highest homicide rates and pervasive criminal gains. The CIA World Factbook says, you know, it's just, let me pause right there. <laughs> it's just ludicrous to be citing the CIA when the CIA is, and other U.S. agencies have created many of these conditions. There, And I, I'll get to that later. But, you know, they, if she's going to the CIA for her source of facts and what have you, you know, it, it's, it's, it's just how the mainstream media plays this game with us. But anyway, I digress. One 38-year-old migrant says she understands not everyone would welcome her to the United States, but I don't have an option, she told CNN. If I stay in El Salvador, I'm going to be killed. In recent decades, poor economic conditions and natural disasters have also contributed to Salvadorans fleeing the United States. Then it goes on to talk about Guatemala. Gross national income per capita The gross national income per capita is $3,790 per year. Population below the poverty line, 59.3%. Stream poverty. Stream poverty. Um, let me go ahead. It says, life, almost half of Guatemalan children under age five are chronically malnourished, one of the highest malnutrition rates in the world. Again, they quote in the CIA. Man, Guatemalans have a history of immigrating legally and illegally to Mexico, the United States, and Canada because of a lack of economic opportunity, political instability, and natural disasters. Again, I bet you the CIA World Factbook says nothing about the coups that they have run all across South America. Uh, let me see. And that's it. That's, that's, that's all they gave you. Now, Honduras was mentioned early, was the first country they took a look at. It wasn't that long ago. I saw a video after the military coup in Honduras and the assassination of a prominent activist, okay, um, Hillary Clinton saying that Honduras is now open for business. Talking about all of these multinational corporations, the door is open for you to now come in and exploit these people, exploit the resources, because, yeah, we just got rid of their democratically elected president. All right, so here's an article from The Nation. Uh, this was published, when was this published? In 2016, while Hillary Clinton was running for president. Uh, she used a, it says, how Hillary Clinton militarized U.S. policy in Honduras. She used a State Department office closely involved with counterinsurgency efforts in Afghanistan and Iraq to aid the coup regime in Honduras. And again, this is the woman who is still complaining about some so-called Russian meddling when at the U.S. State Department, man, how many countries did she help destroy? All right. So anyway, it goes on to state. 
And I'm just reading excerpts. In 2012, as Honduras descended into social and political chaos in the wake of a U.S.-sanctioned military coup, the civilian aid arm of Hillary Clinton's State Department spent over $26 million on a propaganda program aimed at encouraging anti-violence alliances between Honduran community groups and local police and security forces. The program called Honduras Conviva was designed by the U.S. Agency for International Development to reduce violent crimes in the country that has simultaneously become the murder capital of the world and a staging ground for one of the largest deployments of U.S. operations forces outside of the Middle East. It was part of a larger U.S. program to support the conservative government of Pepe Lobo, who came to power in 2009 after the Honduran military ousted the elected president, uh, Jose Manuel Zelaya, in a coup that was widely condemned in Central America. In reality, critics say the program was an attempt by the State Department to scrub the image of a country whose security forces have a record of domestic repression that continues to the present day. So again, you know, I'm not seeing a whole lot of reporting like this in the mainstream uh, media. There is also, uh, let's go talk about Mexico for a second. Now, this is something that I actually reported on when it first came out that the Drug Enforcement Agency, the DEA of the United States, had cut deals that allowed a Mexican drug cartel to smuggle drugs uh, with a route going straight to Chicago. When people talk about the violence in Chicago, what they don't talk about is that it is a result of the drug war in most cases. So it says, uh, U.S. government helped rise a Mexican drug cartel. Mexican newspaper reveals secret arrangement between the DEA and Sinaloa cartel. The U.S. government allowed the Mexican Sinaloa cartel to carry out its business unimpeded between 2000 and 2012 in exchange for information on rival cartels and investigation by El Universal uh, claims, citing court documents. The Mexican newspaper reports that DEA officers met with top Sinaloa officials over 50 times and offered to have charges against cartel members dropped in the U.S., among other pledges. Dr. Eduardo uh, Bascaglia, a senior research scholar in law and economics at Columbia University, says that the tactic has been previously used in Colombia, Cambodia, Thailand and Afghanistan. Of course, this modus operandi involves a violation of public international law besides adding more fuel to the violence. Violations of due process and of human rights, he told El Universal. So, it, it again, you know, to me, it is awful weak for people to target the victims of U.S. imperialism, the victims of white supremacy, while failing to comprehend or understand or even study why these people are leaving their homelands and many of them sending their children unaccompanied in such desperate situations. You know, so we're going to talk about it. Let's let's talk about the root cause. 
I don't see anyone. Why I hear these people calling for Donald Trump to build the wall and to fund his wall and and to increase border uh, security. I don't hear these very same people calling on Donald Trump to stop the policies that were implemented before he got into office. You know, we must state that uh, he's not been in office that long, but is continuing these very same policies that destabilize these regions, create violence, and what have you. Uh, another source of information that you should take a look at, as I, as I should state, that all of this stuff isn't recent. It goes back perhaps over 100 years. And this has been the United States government modus operandi for a very, 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 very long time, going back to shortly after its founding. Um, so here is a article from Telesur, 10 of the most lethal CIA interventions in Latin America. Since July 26, 1947, the CIA has played a role in hundreds of assassinations, military coups, and rebellions around the globe from Argentina to Zaire. Despite its championing of freedom, is that really what they've been championing? The CIA's true objective has always been imperialist in nature. Whether oil in Iran or bananas in Guatemala, the U.S. has a material interest in every country in whose affairs it has meddled. Again, you know, all these people talking about Russia meddled in your elections by paying for a few Facebook ads or not even the Russian government, but some Russian based company was meddling in elections. They held Donald Trump win because they were telling you the truth about Hillary Clinton, you know. So again, you know, check yourself. In order to meet his goals, the CIA recruits influential, intellectual, and charismatic personality. The agency also re resorts to threats, kidnapping, torture, and forced disappearances and assassinations. The organization incites violence, uprisings, and military rebellion and causes economic chaos and misery to the people through scarcity of basic foods and so on. So I will uh, place a link to all of these articles so that you can check them out in their entirety uh, because if you're going to speak on something that's happening, whether it's in this country or anywhere else in the world, it's best that you do a little research and you educate yourself, you know, on these matters before you speak out of turn or speak on something that you don't know about or you say something ignorant because you don't have all the information. So again, white supremacy is to blame for all of this chaos. If you want to blame somebody, if you want to be angry at somebody, if you want to target somebody, target the U.S. government and all those politicians who have supported these white supremacist policies and bringing so much poverty and violence and instability to these countries. This has been Scotty Reed with a Black Talk Radio News Report. Please continue to support independent black media like Black Talk Radio Network by making a donation to the nonprofit new media organization, Black Talk Media Project. This is Scotty. Peace.